Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fighting Goat. We are on episode 25 as you're joined by your host Arjun, aka Mystic Chips, and my buddy Somesh, the superhuman camera, bringing you all the musty, maza, dhamaka, and news from the world of fighting. 25 episodes in, buddy. Oh. How do you feel? What is up, Chipalkati? <laughs> What is up, Mystic Chips? The man himself. So good to be here. Twenty-five episodes with this wonderful company, and obviously the wonderful, wonderful, ever so knowledgeable Mystic Chips. Ah, wow, wow! Too much praise, but twenty-five, twenty-five <laughs> episodes, and just after India's seventy-fifth uh, anniversary. We just celebrated fifteenth of August yesterday. Wow! It was wonderful. Yes. Bombay was lit up. I actually went for a drive. You know, I took the car oh, out. Did? Yeah, yeah, I took the car out and I thought that chal khali hoga rasta and all. I went around nine o'clock at night. I went to a VT station oh, and nice. I saw it. Wait, sorry, Chhatrapati Shivaji Terminus. Ah, and correct, I'm sorry, correct. I'm still Bombay. Na, though, <laughs> it happens. Abhi kya karega? So I went there and I saw the beautiful sky lit up. I saw it full. The Tiranga flag was put all over. Uh, Victoria Terminus. It was oh, beautiful. That is so beautiful. That's so beautiful. beautiful, man. It's, it gives you it goosebumps at times. Yeah, exactly, man. It's it's pride for our nation. It's in no matter what we do, no matter you know how. <laughs> in so many ways, our country is messed up, but in so many ways, it's also one of the best in the world. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Can't help but feel proud you know, sometimes. <laughs> crazy. And speaking about the best in the world, the topic for today that we have to touch up upon is oh, obviously the yes. best. Pound for pound combat athlete in the world. We had such a good discussion and a showdown in not exactly showdown. It was more of a discussion huh. in the morning between Mystic Chips and me, and we were talking about who's the best pound for pound. You know, there was there was there was an era of Mark Coleman, the Hammer, way back in the day. That. You know, versus oh, Khabib, yeah. and you know how the sport has evolved and how. You know the entire dynamics of the sport when it comes to coaching, strength training, uh, you know psychological training. How all of that has come together. It's it's made this sport so beautiful. It has made the athletes better. It has made it better for the fans. It's made it better for people like us to speak about. So, True. do you think someone like the, you know, like like a Mark Coleman way back, like one of the first few heavyweight fighters mm-hmm. in the UFC, mm-hmm. you know, if he was born in today's era. would he have been a different fighter but that's a conversation that we are going to be having a little later in this podcast but yeah let's speak about the week that was gegard mosasi was back at bellator dude gegard was back and gegard actually the thing is that i don't i don't understand that people say oh you know when a fighter is back he didn't go anywhere oh yeah it's kind of <laughs> it's when you say he's back even in skills you know it's yeah. just it's styles make fights Right. and and you know the thing is that okay his opponent was you know a lot of people don't know who his opponent was and it was not a very big name fighter and gegard proved why the guy didn't belong there and he dispatched of him very very soundly very right. easily and made it look easy but i don't know i don't see too many challenges for gegard mosasi in that division right now right and absolutely i think i you know i really i really think sometimes you know even the biggest organizations in the world make mistakes like letting people letting some great fighters go right i think they right. made a big mistake by you know if you say if i had to say one bad thing i would say you shouldn't have the ufc should not have cut rory mcdonald it should not have left oh uh, yes it should not have let uh, gegard mousasi go Absolutely. should not have let anthony johnson go it, these guys are still you know they're still there they're Absolutely. still very relevant they are, they are still there and speaking of people that have been let go yoel romero is back in this coming week 
Except versus Izzy. The <laughs> thing is, Phil Davis is also a very defensive fighter. Yeah. He's not yeah. very easy to take down. He's tough. He's a very tough technical fighter, but he's just, let's just say, uh, his last few performances have been relatively um, cautious. Cautious right. is the word I'll use. Right. I wouldn't say lackluster because, you know, because it's a tough sport and, you know, it's technical and stuff. But I don't know. I, 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 I'm not quite sure how that is going to go. I hope, uh, the, you know, they bring the fight to each other. I really well, hope so. Well, I personally believe it is going to be a staring contest because both the fighters are slightly <laughs> defensive. Uh, Dude, since Rem- when did Rem- Romero become defensive? Well, you know, uh, I personally feel after that entire Izzy episode, he's just changed completely. His his approach is if you don't bring on the fight to him, he's not gonna he's not gonna shoot the barrel. He's not. I, okay, maybe he wants to be a counter first kind of fighter because he went through those wars with Whitaker and right. the, and with Costa. And he wants to maybe start countering and just waiting. But he's also, you have to realize he's also 85 years old in a 40-year-old body. <laughs> he's also 85. He just looks, you know, he don't get fooled. He looks 40, but he's 85. Yeah. Actually, he's older than Olenek. <laughs> he's way older than Alex. Alexei Olenek already looks like somebody's grandfather. <laughs> well, he For probably sure. is. <laughs> no, no, he is. He is. And I will call up John Anik and find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is all your maternity is... news please refer to john anik john anik <laughs> I think, but you know that's a funny thing that you know we love john anik and this is just a quirk that we have it's just we've been noticing in the last fight maybe the ufc had a word where to him about that because he hasn't mentioned one pregnancy nobody's one children not yeah. one kid nobody's marital status nobody's whether they're gay lesbian partners nothing nothing he stuck mm. to the fight game He's 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 out of the hospital. He's out. I think I think he may have opened his maternity clinic. <laughs> then he's like, okay, okay, now let business roll on its own. Sorry, John Alec, we're just teasing you. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. But chips, come on, you know, like twenty-five episodes. It's been such a pleasurable journey. Oh, you know, uh, the good part is that the number of listens have gone up, which means the interest in the sport is obviously there. People are listening to us. They're kind of tuning in. They're asking us questions. And I'm so happy because 25 episodes is something that not too many podcasts see. One is obviously because, you know, the hosts have to be really dedicated. They have to keep going. They have to keep doing this every single week. But man, we've been doing it for the past 10 years. And it has been such a pleasurable journey because we just can't stop speaking. You know, our producers are like, oh, you know, cut, cut, cut. Cut, cut, cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor producers. Yeah, I mean, Deep, Sroini. And today we are joined by Vinay. Who was having a, I was having a very good discussion with him earlier okay. about uh, football. I realized how bad I am at other sports. <laughs> we were talking about, you know, hooliganism and rowdiness. And I'm saying yeah. Yeah, MMA is the one sport where the crowd doesn't really get rowdy. As compared to, say, football, where there are deaths in the stadium. Yeah. Yeah, and aag waag jalta hai and all that. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. it's it's one of those sports. And then I was just thinking about you know looking back at all our episodes of what all yeah. we've talked about in these, and we've had some great guests and we've got we've had some you know we've had 
guys like Ritu Fogat who've been on the show. Yeah. We've had Jessica Ramela who's been on the show. We've had Gary Mangat who's been on the show. Right. And we've got so many, so many more guests to come. So 25 in and 25,000 to go. Buddy. Wow. <laughs> 25,000 weeks. I don't even know how many years is that. God, I have no idea, dude. <laughs> I don't know if we'll be alive also. <laughs> well, even if you're not there, Alexei Olinik will be there. He'll be taking over. He's, dude, he's, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> Guys like Olinik, they just, you know, they're just there. He'll never stay. be cut. Just stay. Just, just going to be there. He's just going to be there. You can just call on him last moment to fight. Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will fight. Wherever. Send location. <laughs> that's crazy but yeah it was relatively a quiet week for all MMA yeah. fans out here there were there were no major events See, everybody's uh, on holiday in the US yeah, I mean, yeah you know it is it is that time of the year you know where everyone just takes this 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 one week off uh, but Bellator was there Gegard Mosasi retained his belt and obviously it was a very flawless performance and we pretty much knew that we even spoke about the fact that Gegard Mosasi shouldn't have got cut by the UFC he's that good a talent but did he get cut or did he leave uh, I think he left. I think he left ah, from the UFC. You know, he was he was originally in Pride and... Uh, I mean, even Anthony Pettis left, man. Yeah, even I Anthony was, Pettis I left. was like, yeah. Anthony Pettis left on a win that too. Yes. He, he left. Did. He won his last fight and he left. And I, I was just... I don't know. I, I think maybe towards the end of their careers, we've talked about this. How so many fighters choose to, you know... Make why money. do I have to grind yeah. in the hardest organization in the world? True. You know, it's like, why do I have to play in the, in, you know, in the major leagues when I can, you know, I can rest a little bit. I can take it easy. But you know, fight game, there are no easy fights, man. There, there are, are no, no easy, easy fights. fights. There are no easy fights, you know. But... It's a catch-22. And, you know, before we get into our entire, uh, entire discussion about the pound, and pound for pound, uh, you know, the thing is that we want to put out a disclaimer. I know we've been getting messages before we start, before we actually, so mission I were discussing to do the show, we put out some questions on our social media handle at the fighting goat on Instagram. And we got a bunch of people, you know, writing into us. And we said that today's discussion is going to be about the pound for pound. Yeah. Best. And it's going to be a very controversial one. So guys, please write in if you disagree or agree with us, we're open to discussion. Absolutely, yes. But having said that, let us move on to the next segment. We're going to be taking a short break. See you on the other side with the Fighting Goat and more discussions on the pound for pound best fighter in combat sports. See you there. Welcome back to the Fighting Goat. You're listening to Arjun AK, Mystic Chips, and my buddy Superhuman Somesh Kamra. And since we've been talking about the pound for pound. Now, guys, if you've listened to our previous episodes, we're 25 episodes in. Quarter century ho chuki hai, but aur abhi batting baaki baaki hai. And he <laughs> sucks, man. Really, I, I need to start going for tuition. I think. I think yeah, yeah, you I, do. I, I have a teacher. I used to have a teacher in school called Mr. Vaish. Vaish. <laughs> and he used to say, Tu bada ho ke santur gadi chalega. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm fucking not kidding. So clearly I don't have a Santro. Well, yeah, Santro is Santro only. I mean, but the point is I didn't learn Hindi, so I don't have a Santro now. Ah, okay. That's, that's okay. the that's the analogy. But <laughs> clearly he was bound for one of the best teacher in the world. But uh my point is coming back to when we when we talk about the pound for pound discussion, it's yeah. a, it's a very debatable topic. I think a couple of episodes ago we spoke about 
how uh, you know different fighters uh, we, sorry we spoke about uh, what who gets to decide the pound for pound discussion right who gets to decide who makes the rules who does the rankings because none of the officials ever have shown their faces there are no names put next to you know whatever the pound for pound rankings are with the asterisks on the side you know with you know done by xyz or done by xyz yeah. i think it's too yeah. dangerous a job yep absolutely because, because it's so controversial you see it is the, currently who is the who would you say who would you rank in mixed martial arts who is the pound for pound for best right now top top of the hill across all divisions uh you mean current existing fighter current existing john jones i would say john jones yes yes i would i would definitely say john jones i it could it could even be amanda nunes to be honest Uh, no again see when you say when this is the thing when you say pound for pound it should go across divisions like this guy can be able to kill anybody right like should right. be able to beat anybody like tomorrow if you see we can say demetrius johnson pound for pound in his division for sure at flyweight demetrius was the pound for pound best but if you put demetrius johnson against uh, uh, khabib nurmagomedov it's not going to end well very true very true but if you put a john jones versus a khabib yeah khabib's in trouble Yep, yep, yep. So, see, similarly, I, for me, Amanda Nunes is the pound for pound best fighter in the world. She's faced the judokas. She's faced everybody. She's faced everybody across yeah. two weight classes. She's defended both belts. You know, see, now this is where the argument begins. Now, like yeah. again, you see, the, I think pound for pound discussion is a very personal one. You know, there are certain parameters that you have to look at. fighting history kind of fighters the method of winning the style in which they won right the records the weaknesses the strengths everything and i think the pound for pound discussion is something that is generational would right. you, you know it's like saying lebron james today is the greatest basketball player in the world but right. does that take every, anything away from michael jordan because he was the greatest in his era or shaquille o'neal or kobe bryant or kobe bryant and i think the pound for pound discussion is something that is ongoing but yeah. it shouldn't be ongoing because and like for example in our sport i would say bj pen is a legend he could easily be the pound for pound best lightweight yes um, undoubtedly undoubtedly existed for a long fedor, time you know fedor was, was you know in his prime was untouchable you could hit the man with a shovel or a car across his face and he would nothing would happen to him and he would still come back and submit you correct he would come back and beat you the beat the crap out of you and submit yeah. you right and right it's such a difficult discussion and we spoke to you know people people wrote in and told yeah. us that you know i think you guys are wrong and i think you guys are this and that i'm like i agree we could be wrong dude it is a yeah. very personal discussion so, yeah yeah personally i think if you look at a fighter who is transcended through you know in his entire journey of fighting has looked the best that he has i think that that guy would be a that could easily be valentina shevchenko because yeah. she has looks better and better with each fight wow yes absolutely better I, and better with I, each fight i couldn't i couldn't disagree on that that is you know, you know the thing is that also what's happening is that some of these fighters have been fighting for so long like for example if you look at the diaz brothers nate mm-hmm. diaz nick diaz they've been fighting That's over the true. last 16 17 years professionally speaking of which uh, robbie lawler is going to be fighting nick now so nick diaz oh, you know so i mean i'm just i'm just beginning to believe that when khabib was possibly 8 or 9 years old you know mm. nick diaz made his professional debut and khabib has retired at 32 and nick diaz is still fighting 
crazy, right? Is, is there's also an aspect of ruggedness? There's also an aspect of see, you know, there are some guys. The Diaz brothers are the kinds who actually come then to fight. So I True. feel that should be included in one of the aspects of may not be the pound for pound greatest, but obviously, you know, the greatest entertainer of all time. Maybe we can split it up, you know, like they can call it the greatest entertainer, pound for pound, best entertainer, pound for pound, toughest guy, right. pound for pound actor, which I know your favorite will come up. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, the Oscar God. goes to. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, but you know, there's a tie in that department. Pound for pound, know, best actor. Also, Josh Koscheck was no less. Huh? Oh, Josh Koscheck was a fantastic performer. The, you know, fanta- the phantom knees that hit him, which didn't even touch him. <laughs> And he's too fact, unconscious. In fact, there was a clip that just came out where Colby Covington, I think, hit Kumaru Usman on the liver. Huh. And Kumaru played it like it was a low blow. So he went down holding his crotch and he said, no, no, low blow, low blow, low blow. But when it was replayed, it was a clear shot to the liver. Wow. And this happened in their first fight. Wow. No, that's it. This is, that makes it ever so interesting. I can't wait for the press conferences starting yeah. now because when these two throw down again, I think it's what UFC 268 is yeah, when they're fighting. Yeah. And that card is stacked to the gears. It's also got yeah. Gechi and Chandler on it. Oh my God. I'm going to lose my shit when they're in the studio, man. I'm going to lose my shit. So, screaming up and down. so, you know, like coming back to the pound for pound, there huh. has to, you know, there has to be an aspect of longevity. There has to be an aspect of somebody who's given the sport that absolute fan following. You know, I'm not saying Khabib has not done it, but hmm. I feel, you know, I feel the newer generation are the guys who kind of come in, cash out and then retire and go and play other sports. You know, they've not, they've literally not given it their sweat and blood. Yes, they have. But, you know, coming from the old school, like, as I said, you know, like someone like a, uh, a Gary Goodrich. If a Gary Goodrich Gary was Goodrich. was there today, he would have been a different fighter altogether. I feel Gary Goodrich would have given Francis Ngannou a run for his money because he's got hit by Fedor with some bombs and he's not gone down. This was in Pride. Gary Goodrich that, versus Fedor. The referee had to step in to stop the fight. This guy just didn't go down. And it's Fedor punching you. Do remember Takeyama and Don Fry hitting oh, each other? Oh man, those guys just going at going, it. Dub, 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 you know, dub, dub. I mean, man, that was the greatest <laughs> sequence of all time. It was, man. That was, a, that, was, that was something to watch. In every Pride highlight reel, you see Takeyama and, and, and Don Fry going on. And guys, next week, stay tuned because A, we're coming to you with a guest and B, we're coming to you with a very, very special episode of Just Pride. And we're just going to talk about Pride Fighting Championships. Yes. And that is something that we're going to do. You know, we're going to figure it out if we can involve our listeners into it directly. So that's going to be a fun one. But quickly, sorry, sorry for that segue. But uh, so coming back to the pound for pound, it's, you know, I was, I always had in my mind, it's also the method in which you do things. Look at Amanda. I understand why Amanda is, can be pound for pound. I can understand why Valentina can be pound for pound. It's also the way she does things. I, correct. I was leading up to that. The brutality with which Amanda beats her opponents, the right. the Valentina, the way she beats her opponents, and, yeah. and Anderson, the unpredictable manner in which he beats his opponent. One day right. it's a knee to the face, the other day it's a front kick to the face, the other day it's something else. I mean, Stefan Bonner was the man who was never knocked out by anybody. He was stopped by Silva by a knee to the body. My God, to the solar you know, plexus. Man, and, that was so brutal. That was so brutal. But poetry in motion. Poetry. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was so beautiful to watch. And then you've got gritty guys like Tito Ortiz back in the day. Hammering the life out of people. 
and it's just i think it's it's very tough it's very tough to choose who it is but if we had to put a number to it if we had to put a face to it i would still say undefeated uh john jones makes that list right now i think so too i think so too so i think i think john jones uh, and it's also the way he did it he at 21 yeah. i mean khabib when khabib was young if you look at his old videos his striking was lackluster his his grappling yeah. was very good and he had a lot of decisions under him it's only yeah. in the last few fights he's just become superhuman right right when is john at 21 murdered shogun murdered shogun and that lyoto machida guillotine I oh, mean, man. You know, it gives nightmares to people. You know, people were so scared to be in the pocket with Jones once upon a time. Yeah, you know, because he slices with his elbows. Dude, he used to. I remember his his underhook on the left side was right on the elbow, so he could hyperextend your hyper-extend elbow. Hyperextend it, right? And he would right. twist it and crank the shoulder, so he would not only do damage to your arm and your shoulder, and would be elbowing and slapping you in the face while doing it. Right, right, right. And but you see, you know that. that's more that's more of a skill issue i mean it's not an issue i like i'm saying that's more of skill development however what you rightly said was who all has john jones beaten in his career versus who all has khabib beaten in his career you know okay. 20 29 and oh 30 and oh what are you you know whatever it may be sounds extremely good as a record but if you see the first 20 21 fights were versus nobodies you know yeah, they I mean, were not glycenty bows and i think the first real challenge that khabib saw was Well, about Michael Johnson and Michael Johnson cracked him. Yes, he did. Cracked him standing very badly, and and even Khabib had said that, and all the commentators knew Khabib was wobbly. Yeah, yeah. Khabib really got wobbly. Well, Michael Johnson is such a great striker, such a talent. Yeah, yeah. he was incredible. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, his biggest hole was grappling, and uh, and Khabib utilized that. And after that, he never he didn't want to stand with him ever again. Yeah. Yeah, He just took him down. But you can't see. That's the thing. Khabib had that stellar grappling always. He was always, always in yeah. grappling. But guys like Jones, not only had stellar grappling. If you got into range with Jones, firstly, I mean, the only man who took Jones down was Alexander Gustafsson, and that too for like one tenth of a second. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> when, when Jones takes you down, you're not a. You're not getting back up. No, you're it's not about getting up. back up. A. You're not surviving. <laughs> you're going to get elbowed to pieces you know he's so he's so quick in his approach he's so quick in his transitions oh, you know God. he elbows and then he looks for a submission i'm like dude when does this guy breathe you know when does his brain stop functioning right it's it's functioning for every single micro millisecond in those it, 25 minutes it really is because i i remember i remember i remember seeing that fight with belfort where he almost got submitted from the bottom yeah. by ambar everybody thought oh my god john's arm is in trouble blah blah and he got out of it calmly yeah and then yeah. eventually just was beating him up with elbows on the ground first john's elbows and the technique of way he would push the elbow down into someone's neck yeah, was yeah. horrendous he did Such that to shogun and such an evil man could see shogun grimacing How and and Shogun is one of the toughest SOBs out there. Yeah, he toughest. is. He is. Like that man has taken soccer kicks and has broken his arm with Mark Coleman slamming him, and has faced heavyweights. And but the kind of pressure that Jones put on him at that age is next level. When he is was young, and 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 then you know he kind of you know like every young athlete, he went through the entire phases of becoming rich and right. and screwing up and coming back. <laughs> but he's held it. He still held it together. Yeah, he with did. all his issues outside, he held what was what was dear to him was was always being the best inside. You know, one of one of John Jones' most fierce rivals, DC, 
still compliments him and says, <laughs> listen, what John does to himself is his biggest issue. And that's always outside the octagon. It's never inside. Exactly. So as a sportsman, he is the best of the best. Yeah. Maybe, maybe outside, he's not a role model, but you cannot take away skills. Yeah, you but- cannot take away his skill set. Yeah, no, I mean, that is never in question. And and somebody like DC who had such a brutal rivalry with, with Jones, where they were yeah. the name calling, where they couldn't pass each other in the hall. Yeah. Because yeah. they had security around them at all times. Because they were they were they were they were people were worried that they will start killing each other. Remember that press conference oh, where man. they just broke the stage and they were just started such throwing DC throwing shoes at him and shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what is happening? (laughs) But the hatred was real. And then for him to come back and say that, you know what, say what you want. I'm a, I'm a Olympian and I had trouble taking Jones down. And Jones took him down. Jones took him down multiple times. And, you know, I'm like, if that doesn't make you the greatest pound for pound fighter, I don't know what will. Yeah. I think, I think it's safe to agree that, you know, despite everybody that's being around there, and guys, please remember, come back and join us for a discussion on our social media platforms. The discussion is always open. We could be wrong. There are so many contenders out there. Khabib is one. Jones is one. Amanda Nunez, Valentina Shevchenko, Anderson Silva, Fedor Rebinenko. I can name 50 other names, but you guys can come back and talk to us about the same thing. Absolutely. So that pretty much concludes this particular segment. But Chips, we were also talking about boxing. You know, I was I was so interested in the boxing side of the pound for pound best f***ing boxer in the world. You know, a lot of people say Muhammad Ali is the best. But do you think someone like a Canelo Alvarez, a Triple G? Ooh. It's, you know, it's... it's Tyson it's, uh, Fury. I mean, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, um, Anthony Joshua. All these guys are great fighters. But it's just, I think it's, it's, it's what, it's a combination of things. It's even, you know, I, I can understand why Conor McGregor was, was brought into that pocket of, yeah. of best of pound for pound as well, because he was pound for pound the best marketeer ever. Yes, Nobody absolutely. made more money in MMA than Conor has brought in. Conor changed the game in terms of how much you can earn in MMA. Even for the promotion. Even, even within the rules of a single promotion. Yes. He has made most money. Than a lot of people who have made in their entire careers. Like imagine the fighter who has his own brands pasted on the octagon. You know, proper exactly. 12. Proper 12 is here. McGregor Sports. <laughs> McGregor Sports. Whatever. Whatever his company. And, and McGregor is only like some 34 years old. Yeah. Or yeah. 32 years old. I don't know. And he's looking to make a comeback. I love the... I love... See, it's also that toughness. That willingness to compete regardless of win, lose or draw. Yeah. It's like I, I would put Chuck Liddell into the pound for pound. Also, because Ooh, yes. he was he was such a great fierce competitor. It was unbelievable to see when Chuck. You see, also it was also a function of old school fans, you know, where they didn't give a shit about records. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they didn't care about win, lose, draw. They didn't care about all of that. I still you know? don't. I still don't. Like my guy, guys who are fighting next week, Brandon Royval. Oh dude, yes, that dude is mental. I love Sean, Sean Strickland said he doesn't he doesn't care who the opponent is he doesn't study the videos he doesn't see who the opponent is he's like oh yeah this okay fine like, let's go so basically like, a tank <laughs> Abbott approach yeah. where he just takes his teeth out last minute he's like chalo abhi, now let's fight <laughs> who is it Achha, okay but to come back to your to come back to the discussion in boxing boxing is a tough one because boxing has been around for a lot longer 
Yes. Boxing yeah. has had so many different weight classes and boxing has had this argument. You look at, if you look at the, the limelight, I mean, you know, you've got Ali that comes to mind. You've got, you've got Tyson that comes to mind. Yeah. You've got so many fighters for the, for the life of me. You've got Lennox Lewis that comes to mind. Yeah. Lennox Lewis. Yeah. You've got Buster Douglas who beat Tyson that comes to mind. George Foreman. George Foreman. There are so many great fighters out there. And the pound for pound discussion in boxing is something I really don't want to get into. Yeah. Because <laughs> I know I'm going to get beat up for it. <laughs> I guarantee. Because fans are fans, you know, and they're like, oh, f- you. What do you know? What do you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, open. Well, who are you referring to? <laughs> lot of people, lot of people. <laughs> oh, God. No, but that discussion is open, you know. So, guys, please come join us on our social media platforms. It's at the Fighting Goat. It's our official handle on Instagram. Come find us and write to us if you agree, disagree, or whatever. Yeah, that's awesome. So this pretty much concludes the discussion of the pound for pound best fighter. When we come back after the short break, we're going to be speaking on the next UFC event, which is Kelvin Gaslim taking on Jared Cannonier. Stay tuned for some more musty, some more talk on the other side, only on the Fighting Goat. See you on the other side. Welcome back to The Fighting Goat. You are listening to episode number 25. Yes, I've repeated for the Woo! third time. We're quarter very century. Happy. A quarter century, yeah. We've been, we've been saying it over and over again. 25 is, 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 a, is a great landmark for us. It's a great number. We managed to hit some good numbers during this process. And we hope to keep bringing you much, much more of the same content only on The Fighting Goat, exclusively on ivmpodcast.com. Yes, buddy. And now, Sumesh, what we were talking, what were we talking about? We finished a great discussion about the pound for pound, which is honestly we need to do every two months, I think. Because yeah. it's never ending. It's never ending. Because we have to see na, who is the better one, who is better today, who's better tomorrow. What if Amanda gets knocked out tomorrow? Does that change the entire equation? What if oh she my gets God. beaten? You just what? you just I mean, by Juliana Pena? Like what if it no. happens? No, it's what, not. What if it just happens? No. But just suppose, suppose she gets submitted. Like and suppose she gets she gets put into a she gets put into a to a mounted triangle. No, like a oh. she gets she gets a mounted triangle. Suppose I'm gonna go into coma, or she gets a straight armbar on her out of nowhere. Yeah. Coma, coma, straight. Like how? Like even did anybody expect Michael Kaiser to get submitted by a das? Oh, no, like, out of the no. blue. Like man, you know, you know when that happened, I just I just accepted defeat to you. I know. Oh, sorry. I'm still leaning, <laughs> defending, <laughs> undisputed. <laughs> which brings us to our, which brings us to our wonderful uh, segment of of the next week's fights. So take us away, Mr. Kamra. It's Gastelum versus Cannoneer. In the middleweight division, that's probably the most exciting fight on the card. It's the main event of the evening. It's going to happen at UFC Apex. And I am so looking forward to welcoming Kelvin Gastelum back in the octagon. I know, man. Gas is amazing. He's one of the best fighters I know in that welterweight division. Old school brawler, wrestler. He takes the fight to anywhere it goes. And is one of the only fighters to have actually rocked the champion. Bad. Yes, Israel Adesanya was rocked bad. You know, that was in fact one of the best fights I have ever seen. Oh man. Israel Adesanya versus Kelvin Gastelum was the fight. I mean, when I ever feel low and I want to see a fight, I just type uh, Israel Adesanya versus Kelvin Gastelum. I think that's one of the best fights I have ever seen 
uh, in my life, apart from Fedor versus Nogera. No, I think my my go-to is our Rory McDonald versus Robbie Lawler. Oh, Robbie Lawler versus Carlos Condit. And and I think too many man. Anderson Silva versus Forrest Griffin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those, those, but you know what? This just showed so many knockdowns. It had, you know, Izzy was knocked and then Kelvin was knocked, but both didn't go down. It just went till the distance. It was you know, it was a, it was a it, brawl. You know, I mean, there were so many times where we were like, oh, it's going to get stopped, and then the bell saved Kelvin. Oh, it's going to get you stopped, know? and and Izzy got saved. Izzy got saved. And but know? in the last man, in the last two rounds, I think after that, after after the one time that Izzy got hurt, Israel just turned it up and proved just, why he was championship. Yeah, yeah, you know, he he didn't he didn't. In fact, he didn't go into his shell. He in, turned the volume up and said, "Listen, exactly. let let's do this." I let's love he, that attitude. He that bit is, down on his mouthpiece and said, "Bring it." That is beautiful. That was incredible. So we've got Gaslam taking on Jared Cannonier. Kananir, though, you know, he is, you know, he's he's a great fighter. He's really, really tough. But he's going to be taking on somebody like Gaston, and that's a big jump up in competition. Do you know Jared Kananir used to fight in heavyweight division? Then he came down to light heavyweight, and now he's in middleweight. Dude, he carries that power with him. It just yeah. shows. Yeah. Crazy. Because I remember him leg kicking the spider. Yeah. The spider was done after two kicks. Yeah. Also, considering yeah. spider was 45 and you know, it's not fair. And he should have taken on the spider in his early 30s if he really yeah. wanted a challenge. <laughs> but, you know, Jared Cannonier has... hurt about it. <laughs> you know, Jared Cannonier has all the skills. You know, we do know that Kelvin Gaslam comes in with that little boxing approach. You know, he, he uses his punches a lot. Uh, he relatively has thinner legs compared to his upper body. If Cannonier can capitalize, I think it, it's going to be a great fight. However, I think Kelvin is way more experienced when it comes to main events and five-round fights. Yes. He's, he's much younger. He's 29. Cannonier is 37. What? Uh, yeah. That's crazy. Cannonier is 37. He's not had the best run in the UFC in the last couple of years. Did Cannonier face Bittaker last? Um, if I'm right? Uh, yes. Yes, he did. Cannon yes, lost did. to Whitaker last. Yeah. Yes, if I remember. Did. But he managed to hurt Whitaker once or twice as well. Yes, he did. It was a he tough, did. tough fight. But you know what? Whitaker has that, he has that confrontational approach. So he's bound to get tagged. Everybody tags Whitaker. It's just who can put him out. You know? True. True. But Whitaker's also become a far more technical fighter of late. Correct. He's become a far more careful fighter. But Kelvin Gastelum, on the other hand, puts the pedal to the metal. He's going to come oh. after you. And he's going to come after you hard. And even the former champ, Whitaker, had a tough time with, with uh, Gastelum. Yes. He went the full five rounds. Yes. So this is going to be a really, really important... Te- it's going to be a really telling factor because Gastelum is the kind of fighter who, you know, doesn't matter where he is. He'll take yeah. fights on short notice. And he will probably... He's always he's always one fight away from a title shot. Correct. He's just Correct. one fight away from a title shot. You know, he is he is that kind of fighter. You know, obviously, he's with one of the best coaches, Rafael Cotero from King's MMA. That pumps him like crazy. He's always ready. You know, he's ready 365 days in a year. I love that attitude. And I think that is the attitude that is going to sail him through this particular fight with a very dangerous Jared Cannonier. All right, sir. Then what is the prediction that you're making for this? Ooh, so my prediction is round three, round four. I think he's going to finish him. I don't know whether he's going to knock him out or he's going to submit Who's going to finish him? But Kelvin Gastelum takes this one. Yes, I agree with Kelvin Gastelum taking this one as well. I think, uh, you know, it's, uh, he's, uh, Kelvin is a, is a very, very tough fighter. He's going to take something special to stop him. And uh, I think uh, with all the experience that he brings, it's going to be a finish for Kelvin. So Kelvin Gastelum from my side as well. That's great. That's great. So I think that's the most exciting fight on the card. And that brings us to the end 
of episode 25, which is our quarter century episode of The Fighting Goat. We look forward on seeing you same time next week with Arjun, aka Mystic Chips, and your very own Somesh Superhuman Camera. So, ladies and gentlemen, keep listening to more podcasts on ibmpodcast.com and do not miss the quarter century episode of The Fighting Goat. See you then. <laughs>